heavy track today. Yeah, not vibing risky lettuce, getting sinker vibes. I don't know, says on the Tab app she's firming. Don't just vibe it, get expert tips in Tab's new race feed. Tab, we're on. What are you really gambling with? What are the horses to follow? The forgetful runs, the stories on Racing Pulse. Bring on David Gately. Bring on the Gator. How are you, Gator? I'm well. Matty, you? I'm well. How did you handle the standalones in two states on Saturday? Yeah, it was it was um, pretty good race. A couple of unseasonable uh, wet tracks um, was sort of problematic. I mean, Kembla looked looked uh, like Indian file early, but things quickly levelled up. And uh, in fact, I was then edging away from the inside by race nine. The winner was down the outside rail. So. It just shows, again, you know, punters, if you can, you need to just be aware and stay on top of it and evolve with the race day. Look, Cramond played well late in the day. Perhaps off the inside rail might have been uh, advantageous. Which of the two tracks is more akin to a, you know, big-time city track, Kembla Grange or Cranbourne? Is, is there one that you feel almost feels like a city track? Yeah, look, good question. Uh, look, I don't have a problem with either track, to be honest. I mean, Kembla has a, a bit more room to move, but that's not the be-all and end-all. We know what we get with, with Cranbourne. And uh, look, uh, as long as you, you can uh, make ground and you get a level playing field, which is what they had mostly at Cranbourne, I'm, I'm really comfortable at both venues having a bed. GMA used to, you know, there was, I remember Weary was a great grand final trainer, Waller a great grand final trainer, here we had the two biggest races run between the two states and same culprit wins both. Yeah, that's it. And um, just uh, sort of similar um, profiles in that they probably had to find uh, something with both those horses. And you speak of Detonator Jack and, and that find was probably the blinkers. You know, he, he hadn't really been quickening in his races and um, hitting a bit of a flat spot in faster on races, uh, you know, sometimes over shorter trips, which is fair enough. But, Bit of a jar out of the track, a good speed, and blinkers on, and, and that was the real detonator jack, the horse that, that had promised to, to achieve something like that as, as late as going back as further as last spring. And Charter House, off a really sneaky good first up run, uh, an average second up run to the eye, um, able to turn his form around off a good speed and beat a good one in Foxy Cleopatra. I think both those horses, um, uh, there's something to be excited about with them going forward. Text in if you want to ask Gator a question, 0416 90 50 52 or 1300 if you'd like to open your mouth and talk to Gator, which is old school Gator, isn't it? Uh, having a mm, yak on no the way. phone. Just on the Cranbourne Cup, did it... <laughs> Neil Bainbridge wants uh, to put a million-dollar race on at Cranbourne and a slot race, but it's all about whether it sustains high-quality fields. What do we make of the, the depth of the Cranbourne Cup? Uh, the race itself, look, um, you'd say solid. Uh, obviously, horses like um, like Pounding had run well in races like the All-Star Mile, uh, and, and he was top of the weights, wasn't he, with his 59. Um, Just Folk had, run, had some Group 2 form, and Foxy Cleopatra, really exciting mare, um, and we don't know what Charterhouse's ceiling is yet. So, look, going into it, um, yeah, look, uh, probably not as, uh, as strong as a couple of other Cramming Cups I've seen, but coming out of it, it may be a different story. So, Again, we touched on it on Thursday, you know, how the racing pattern will evolve, and that's for, you know, smarter minds than me. But um, I just wonder if they'll end up going uh, Caulfield, Flemington, Caulfield at the end of the, the magical four days of Flemington, then, then slot in this meeting. But, uh, again, we'll leave that to them. Mm. 
can of worms there. Um, what'd you make of the Apache cat? I, I must admit, I had the South Australian visitor as a bit of a rear, and then sure enough, he comes out and wins. <laughs> yeah, I just uh, looking at that horse, and he's, he's, he's a tough um, horse to follow in, in, at times. So I think that's, that's the sort of point you're trying to make there. And I just wonder if this might be the key to him, just leading. Uh, I think we all had Midwest and Jigsaw leading. Now, Jigsaw was a late scratching, and, and Midwest they chose to sit off taunting and uh, with the weight advantage and a solid enough uh, speed, uh, he was able to keep running on, on a day that certainly wasn't, um, you know, a savage leaders by race eight. So I think the win had some merit, um, and and this might be the making of him, and it might be what he needs to do because uh, when he's chasing, you know, sometimes perhaps the application isn't quite there. I remember when he first burst on the scene, I was talking to Michael Hickmott, and I think the Brazen Bows can do this to you a bit. You think you've got the best horse you've ever had, and then hmm. they're a little bit Brazen Bowish. Uh, but he <laughs> might have just had to get through that little period, and now he might be solid. Yeah, maybe. And as I say, this might be the making of him. Uh, they, they've tried a slightly different tactic. I don't remember in his recent history leading outright. You know, he'd sat off them at Mini Valley prior to that. His win in Adelaide, he sat off them as well. So... And this might be the key to him, if he can lead, uh, um, and maybe he's a natural leader and less of a chaser, and, and we know we're always building a profile on, on all these athletes, and maybe that's him. A couple of SMSs. What did you make of Rich Fortune in, in the Apache Cat? I, I was a bit disappointed. Yeah, look the same, because I tipped her, um, but it's not all about me and my wallet. But uh, she, um, I just think going into the race, my little query was coming back to the 1,000, and Watching that race back over a few times, I think that's what brought her undone. She was just under pressure a fair way from home. So just was at her top probably too soon, and that dulled her finish um, over the 1,000 metres. So back out to 1,200 next time in a similar race. I'm happy to give her another go. Gator, this is from my mate Macca, uh, Mick McDonald. Small share in Is It Me? How did the race rate and any thoughts about him? Look, a nice little horse, and, and I thought the win had a lot of merit, covering ground with 59 kilos, and I, by the time we got to race six, I don't think it was any massive disadvantage to be off the inside rail, but still, you're three wide, no cover, pretty much for the majority, and beat a good one in Bel Air, albeit with a little weight advantage. Even the fourth horse, Free Wills, have a bit of time for, and um, so, look, a decent uh, race. I don't have the, uh, the figures through yet, they haven't come through, so... I'm still waiting on, on those. So as far as the rating goes, we'll get to all of that. But to the eye, um, terrific win and, and a horse I quite like. Rocky from Shepparton has had a gut full of Waterford. Morning, guys. Gator, where is Waterford at? Finally drew a gate but still just runs on. Rocky's not happy. Yeah. Look, I think uh, Rocky and I are on the same page. I've tipped Waterford more than once. Um, wasn't with him on Saturday. But he, as you say, even when he draws a gate, he, and, and indicative of this stable, when, when they do draw a gate, they put him in the race as a rule, um, but he just doesn't have the leg speed for it. And all of a sudden, he's, he's still back last on the turn. Look, he ran on well, but he's just leaving himself too much to do. So until he can put himself into a race, we're not going to be friends anymore. Anyone called Rocky... I sort of want to be on the same page as them too. Yeah, yeah, sure. This is valid. Yep. Uh, there's one regarding to Equinox, and I'll get to that in a sec. Just sum up, Kembla, obviously, a bit of rain up there. We had the gong. We had uh, uh, Kieran Murray and Dave Eustace to the fore there, and the Warra was the big sprint. Uh, any black book sort of info to come out of these races? Yeah, look, I think there's still a few that have a bit of juice in the tank this prep. Um, you know, obviously, I think Ozapenko's sticking around after the, the setback and the gap between runs. And 
he was sound with his weight. Um, he just he's not really quickening in his races, and that's proving costly for him. But if anyone get it right at that stable, the Wallace stable, and Lock Eagle covered a lot of ground and ran really well. I thought, even though the fence was off by race seven, uh, the Warrior good race. I think Insurrection's a bit underrated. A good speed horse, second level sprinter. He'll win a lot of these. Uh, quick tempo, perhaps a horse to follow out of that. Still with some upside in the prep. Uh, the railway and the uh, the other the the main three year old race over there, the Guineas over there. Obviously, the Parnham family to the fore. What do we make of the uh, uh, the Eastern State contingent and 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 the overview of the of the results? Great day out for the Parnhams. Yeah, it was that. Um, I think obviously, if you're talking Eastern States, I think you'd have to say Roots was a bit disappointing. Um, but it, look, it is a tough uh, trip. You know, the other side of the country shouldn't be the first horse to underperform under that scenario. Um, the winner, Bustler, was good of the railway. I liked the way he quickened in his race um, to, to secure that victory. And El Safina, you probably, a, you know, you could argue a, a touch unlucky. Dom shoots finale, excellent. 11.28 home, clear race fastest. And tricks of the trade uh, was the unlucky runner. You know, you can argue strongly should have been right in the finish, that horse. Just an SMS re uh, what's coming up. Uh, the running of cup races after Flemington Carnival does not add up to cup fields. Cranbourne Ordinary Field. And I'm in Ballarat and we're still waiting for the cup to be run. We will end up with a second-rate field in the cup. The counterbalance to that is if, Gator, if they tick the other KPIs and get a... You know, everyone wants to go to the races in spring and they get a really great crowd and the, the local community and so on. Does it outweigh the fact that the, the cup runs in we got, uh, because we've got a lot of cup races around? What, what's the greatest emphasis, do you think, of along the lines of this SMS? Is it a concern that we've got so many cups at once or is it great that everyone wants to race in spring and, the, and they're packing out their tracks? Yeah, look, I can see um, it just depends what they want to achieve, doesn't it? I mean, it's as simple as that. I mean, if, you're, if your goal is the community uh, vibe and getting people into racing, then the Cranman Cup here or a week later is beautifully placed, as is the Ballarat Cup. Um, if your goal is the best field and maximum turnover, well, that's a whole different argument. Um, but now they want to put another race on Derby Day because apparently putting on extra race solves everything, so... Um, that's going to take more. Um, Gallop is out of the pool. Um, you know, we've still got the Friday nights uh, every single week um, mm. through to <laughs> middle of winter now. So, oh, and Thursday nights as well. So, um, yeah, look, again, I'll leave that to smarter people. But I will say that if, if, you're, if the emphasis is on community and that sort of stuff and, and, um, and immeasurable of bringing people into the sport to some extent, then I think that has significant legs. Problem is literally running out of horses. If Philandis yeah. racing New South Wales are trying to yank a few north, and and we're spreading them all this thin, the fall. Cro- I mean, I know this is getting off on a big tangent, but fall crops are down markedly. Like we've got to be careful to put the racing on to maintain uh, a quota of, of of horses too, or else we're going to have fields of five and six. So that's another yeah. argument for another day. Hey, I've got one yeah. word for you: equinox. Wow, we. Um... Look, I've said this more than once about that horse. That's as good as they win, right? So it just must have this incredible depth of endurance and VO2 max. It must be just uh, a freak, you know, a freak of, of nature and um, genetic uh, advantage over rivals to be doing that sort of thing and absorb that sort of pressure under, <laughs> under a jog. It reminded me of Wink sailing by Hartnell in a coxboat. It reminded me of Black Caviar and... Um, that that would they were the parallels I was drawing watching that.
And as Kieran Maher said to us this morning, and he's the trainer, he said it's not about him going faster, it's about him going Ooh. further for longer. And as you'd know uh-huh. with the Kenyan, the great Kenyan runners and so on in your sphere, uh, not about going faster, it's about going for longer, isn't it? One million percent. So sustained speed uh, will, is always the thing that will separate a really good athlete, human or equine, from a garden variety one. And, you know... Look, if if those elite uh, 10K runners and 5K runners, if we all went for a run together and they were just jogging, we'd be able to keep up with them. But when they're, when they're putting the foot down for so long, it, you just, it just separates us mere mortals from them. And creates big margins. Quick one, what does Gator make of Hong Kong racing versus Oz racing? I find punting in Hong Kong easier and more profitable than Oz racing, even with the limited info. Are you a HK man or an OZ man? Look, I, I don't get into the Hong Kong racing, so I'm probably not qualified for comment. But those that do tell me that a smaller pool of horses, you know, pretty much um, similar track ratings to similar um, uh, combatants, it just takes another variable away. It's as simple as that. And, and our sport, um, God love it, ha- has the most variables of any sport I've ever seen. So when you're taking away mathematically a couple of those variables, then it's an advantage. Simple as that. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. What's on this week, old son? Same old, same old for me. So we'll gear up again. The, the racing, looking at the likely fields and noms for Saturday, looks terrific. So I'm looking forward to getting my teeth into Caulfield. And, um, you know, there's not much, uh, not much downside. And then we're building up again for another carnival sooner before, before you know it. Do you need an SMS to put a spring in your step, a smile on your dial? I've got one for you. All right, do that. Just wanted to thank Gator for his insight into races and giving us mug punters his expertise. Thanks, mate. Tim from Kilsyth. Well, that's is lovely to hear because uh, the, the great feedback uh, is few and far between, but <laughs> lovely to hear, and that's our objective, isn't it? We want the sport to flourish above, more, above anything, so giving the information as much as we've got um, hopefully helps that. Good on you, Gator. Great work. David Gately there.